Here we go, history in the making. Green, green, green. Welcome to the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters, and we're going to kick off 2023 by taking a closer look at each individual team and what their prospects are for this year. And joining me to do that, Bob Parkers from Fox Sports and Kim Kuhn from NBC Sports. It's the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters on the Performance Racing Network, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people, and by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. Now, here's the host of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters, Brett McMillan. And a happy new year. Hope you had a happy and safe one and welcome to 2023. Glad to have you with us and glad to have Kim and Bob here as well. And this is kind of our annual tradition that we start off the new year by taking a look at each individual organization and what their prospects are for the coming season. We're going to start off, Kim, let's start off with the defending champions. How about Penske Motorsports? You've got three teams. you got Joey Logano. you got the 12 car of Ryan Blaney. We've got, you know, kind of the satellite team with the Wood Brothers and the 21 and the defending Daytona 500 winner, Austin Cedric. So as you look at this organization, I would imagine you feel pretty good about where they're at, even though Blaney didn't win a race last year. He was there week in and week out and finished second at the points in the regular season. That's right. And he did win the all-star race. I know that's not a points paying race, but uh, to Roger Penske's quote at the banquet, he took home the money. So I think that team Penske is going to come out of the gate hot. We saw that last year. They weren't able to consistently have that fire throughout the season, but they had bursts of great performances and were overall the most consistent team. Um, I think time will tell, but there's no way that Ryan Blaney goes another season without a points win, I don't think. And I think we're going to see a win from him early. In fact, possibly even the Daytona 500. Bob, what do you see with that organization? I certainly could see another Daytona 500 win for that organization. I see if Joey Logano continues to have that swagger that he had the last four weeks of 2022, him riding it all the way into 2023. The question is, can they sustain it? Can they handle what you know? What you expect other teams to throw at them? I think they're going to have a very good year. I think Austin Cindric will be improved over what I would consider a very solid rookie year. I can't imagine Ryan Blaney going winless, and I think Joey Logano is going to remain strong. Probably the biggest question would be Harrison Burton over at the Wood Brothers. I mean, that is kind of a question. I think you know, and I think many of us thought like Harrison Burton Kim was maybe a year too soon, but when opportunity comes, you know, a lot of times you got to take that opportunity. So did he show enough in that rookie season to feel confident that he can get the Wood Brothers at 100th win? I think he showed enough and you compare it to, you know, Todd Gilliland. Granted, Todd wasn't with as strong as an organization as the Wood Brothers, but I thought they were kind of in tandem in terms of the performances we saw from them. And even, you know, Austin Cendrick set himself apart with the Daytona 500 win. But outside of that, he had, you know, a pretty typical rookie season. So often we expect so much out of these drivers when they move up to the Cup Series. But it takes a good year two, sometimes three to get the hang of it. You know, the races are longer. In most cases, double the length they are in the Xfinity Series. And then on top of that, the competition you're against. I think we forget that is the level of competition in the Cup Series is above and beyond what we see in the lower two series. And so I think it does take a year or two. Now, I, I do think that his sophomore season for Harrison Burton is going to be indicative of kind of the course he continues to take. And so 
I think he does need to show improvement, and I, I think we'll see that. Now, is that improvement, you know, more top 15s? Is it winning a race? That is what the big question is going to be. Um, I think it would be tough to say he's going to win a race in 2023, but, you know, with the next-gen car, I think more people have got it figured out. Maybe it's a season that we see a guy like Harrison Burton find his way to victory lane. You know, Bob, you talked about the swagger that Joey Logano had the last four weeks. You know, he's a two-time champion now. We've talked a lot on this show recently about the fact that, you know, with a two-time champion, it not only gives you swagger as a champion in this sport, but also I think it gives you some some gravitas with NASCAR and is being able to be an influencer in the garage area. And, you know, Joey's not a guy we go out and see when – you know, eight, 10 races a year, but we see him consistently year in and year out. He wins two, three races. He always contends for a championship. He doesn't make the final four every year, but he's always there. Yeah. And I think he'd already earned that gravitas because I think Joey Logano is kind of emblematic of what NASCAR wants, right? They want somebody who is fierce on the track, somebody who is not willing to lay a bumper to somebody, right? I think William Byron can certainly attest to that and yet off the track he you know he engages with people he he has a positive attitude he's not afraid to speak his mind he was very vocal on some of the issues in the sport this year but he does it in a way that i don't think makes it personal i think he does it in a way that nascar probably considers constructive so i think he already had a lot of that gravitas as far as being an influence on the sport Maybe this just gives him a little bit more. All right, let's take another look at another Ford team, and one that, of course, used to be the guy that is driving for that team and now part owner of that team, used to be affiliated with Penske. We're talking with uh, Roush Fenway, Kozlowski Racing, RFK. They really, you know, Brad never won a race last year, but Chris Buescher did, and that team seemed to make huge strides, Kim, as the year went on and towards you know, the last third of the season, they seem to be a very strong team contending for wins. Like we said, Chris Busher got his win and it just, you know, it's the old turnaround of steamship. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult to do. And that organization had fallen way down and it seemed like they finally got things going the right, right direction. They're definitely going in the right direction. Chris Busher winning a race and they were contending. They had, you know, a handful of weekends where they were running top five, contending for polls as well. You know, Brad Kasowski at Bristol before Chris won was leading lap after lap after lap. And I think the thing that we need to remember about Roush Fenway Kislowski racing, and Brad had told me this at one point during the 2022 season, is it's not just a new team for him. It's a new team for him. It's a new organization in terms of some of the changes they made behind doors, organizationally, how they did things, and it's a new car. So they were on an uphill battle with three different things, new car, new team, new organization. So I think we need to give them the benefit of doubt, and I actually was impressed. You know, they came out of the gate hot, and I think that maybe be confused people thinking that they were going to be good very good throughout the entire course of the season. So they won the duel in 2022. Um, and then we didn't see a lot from them until the end. And then it did seem like they had figured some stuff out. They were getting more comfortable in all that they were doing to run that team over there at RFK. And so I think we're going to see continued growth from both Brad and Chris Busher. And there is no way Brad Keslowski is going to go another season 
without a win in the Cup Series. You know, a year ago at this time, Bob, they were repainting the walls at Rosh at RFK Racing, and you know, but that kind of you know, Brad wanted it done to to say, hey, things are different now, and and don't come to me and say this is the way we used to do things. Uh, why should we do things differently? They did things differently, and as as we talked about, as the year went on, they seemed to pay off. Yeah, I mean, getting better on the tracks a lot much more difficult than repainting some walls. Yeah, <laughs> they, yes, it is. Everybody found that out, right? And they certainly did show improvement. I think the the most interesting part of that team will be how much improvement do we see? Do you see Chris Buescher win a race and Brett Keselowski win a race and make the playoffs? And yet, are they still going to really be a contender for a championship? Are they going to be win, leading laps and being threats to win consistently? Or is it going to be every one once every five, six, seven races? I think that's kind of the big question for that organization. And, you know, I didn't see that organization as an as one that was taking a lot of chances for wins there, especially the first half of the year, that they really were trying to build and build and build. And I think now they've gotten to the point where maybe they'll feel more comfortable, you know, rolling the dice for the win knowing that they could still be consistent enough to have the points, you know, assuming that there's not, you know, 14 or 15 winners in the regular season, like you saw in 2022, that they could also challenge for a playoff spot and points in 2023. Kim, how big was it for Chris Buescher to get that win at Bristol? You know, much like Bubba Wallace had to deal with, yeah, your win was range short. And so it really doesn't count that. Yeah, it does count, but it really doesn't count that much. Buescher, same situation. His win was range shortened. He finally got one that was a full-length win that he went out there and took. No, it was a huge deal. Every driver wants to win a full race without any ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, And Chris Buescher was so close earlier in the season at some of the road courses. And so I think he and a lot of people felt like he was owed a win in 2022. And for him to go out and do what he did at Bristol, huge for him, huge for RFK, but it it does set a precedence. And now it's like, I think people expect him to win in 2023 now that he was able to win in 2022. Yeah, he was one of the surprises, I thought, Bob, on the road courses because I never thought about Chris Bush as a road course racer. And he had some really good runs on road courses last year. Yeah, because I think when you think of Chris Busher, you think of a guy who doesn't make mistakes. And it seemed like everybody else made mistakes and he was just kind of steady and he had pace. And he didn't kind of overdrive his car and that led to him being a threat. And, you know, again, I think that the question is this year is that do we see the same thing on road courses from him? And if then if they have a little bit more speed, if they have a little bit, you know, uh, stronger in all their departments, will he be even a bigger threat to win? When we come back, we're going to talk about one of the organizations that had no turnover at all, but a disappointing year nonetheless. So stay with us. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare. What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? 
low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909-800-218-4909-800-218-4909. Again, that's 800-218-4909. Brett McMillan returns with his guests in just a moment. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. For anybody that thought these guys weren't going to be professional and work together, we're wrong because they did exactly that on Sunday. The better that car does, the better recruiting tool that is for the next driver to come into that car, whether it's somebody coming up from their Xfinity program or it's a free agent. It really just felt like this year especially, it was a matter of when and not if it was going to happen. It was just like, okay, they just need to catch the right brakes, and they've been doing that. The O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters on the Performance Racing Network. The grassroots is where the hometown heroes of Friday and Saturday nights are and where the future stars of NASCAR are made. First career win for James Friesen of the Tass Racing Sportsman Series. From Eldora to Knoxville, Jennerstown to Lawrence County. Follow PRN's At The Track on Twitter and hear PRN's At The Track each week on broadcast radio stations, the free PRN app, or at goprn.com. PRN's At The Track, relentless passion for grassroots racing. Check out all of our show pages on GoPRN.com to find archived shows and more. Now, back to the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. Hey, welcome back along with Bob Pockers from Fox Sports. Kim Kuhn from NBC Sports. Brett McMillan, glad to have you with us. Uh, we're going through our organization by organization, taking a look at what their prospects are for 2023. And Bob, as we look at Hendrick Motorsports, no changes at Hendrick for this year. But I tell you what, organizationally, I think it was a disappointing year last year. Obviously, Kyle Larson coming off of a championship year, a huge number of wins. They didn't deliver the wins this past season, didn't even make the finals this past season. There are some crew chief changes, but beyond that, the drivers are all still set in the same spot. So what what do you expect? Can they revive kind of that magic that they had from two years ago? Well, I mean, they still won 11 races. <laughs> and so I'm not going yeah, to Yeah, but one call guy won that that one. Right. Chase Chase wins 5 and um and so, you know, Kyle won 3, William won 2 and Alex won 1. Alex obviously has a new crew chief and Greg Ives. I think that organization I, I don't think there's any reason to panic. Uh, you, you certainly had a little bit of a rift between Chase and Kyle during the season. Does, will that continue? And does that impact how they race or how they progress? I don't I don't think so. I don't think that what Kyle says about a car is really going to I, I don't think that that they're reliant on each other 
at too much as far as feedback and, and everything else. I mean, it's certainly having the more people you have, the better, but I don't know that Chase is leaning on every word that Kyle says to set up his car. And I don't think Kyle's leaning on every word that Chase says <laughs> to set up his car. So I think that they, I don't think they would mind another season of 11 or 12 wins. I think it's that win at Phoenix and getting more than just uh, Chase Elliott in there in the final that will be their primary goals. You know, we talk about at RFK how they they stayed the course Roush Fenway did for years and years and years, just promoting from within, promoting from within. And, you know, Hendrick has not necessarily, they've done a lot of that, but they haven't hesitated to go outside the organization, bring in new people. And, you know, and with the new crew chief, you talked about for Alex Bowman with the Blake Harris coming in, who had an outstanding year at Front Row Motorsports mm-hmm. last year. What kind of effect can he have not only just for Alex Bowman, but for the organizationally? Well, I look at it two different ways. A, I think it could be great because Blake Harris showed what he is made of going over to front row and what he was able to do with Michael McDowell. And granted, he has been um, bred and conditioned by the JGR way, so he knows what it takes to win races and to toe the line of what's acceptable to produce winning cars at the racetrack. Um, But for me, I look at Alex Bowman and the relationship he had with Greg Ives, and it was so unique. They talked so often about how they were both kind of odd birds, and that's why they got along. So I'll be curious to see if Alex is able to have that same kind of connection with Blake. I think Blake is an outstanding crew chief. I can't wait to see what he's able to do at Hendrick. But I think the key to them finding success is to kind of find that bond that Alex was able to find with Greg Ives. Well, you know, because it worked for him, as Kim talked about, Bob, because Alex just kept falling into wins, right? (laughs) (laughs) it's a new year no more backing up right okay yeah Uh, there you go (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's just kidding yeah i mean that's really the one new element here as you look at it and and i think that's going to be an interesting element when you when you talk about but alex bowman you know of course you know a does he come back healthy which we all hope and, and expect but b now he comes back healthy with a new crew chief yeah, and I think he's he's probably the only driver there. I want to say who who needs to sign a deal, right for for twenty twenty four. So maybe a little bit of the pressure is on him, but he's dealt with that before. And I I think the thing about Alex and Blake that you know that could allow them to work well together is that they they both have they're both really into cars. They're both car guys. Blake has its family has their own team at the Chili Bowl. They compete against each other there. So I, I think they will have good chemistry. I think the, the key for Blake was that he was able to take, you know, a, a, a good or very good cars at front row. And Michael McDowell did a great job with them and they were able to strategize their way into some solid finishes. Now, what do you do when maybe you have even one of the top you know, 10 cars in the field and granted, you know, Blake certainly knows what that's like from a car chief perspective at furniture row and Joe Gibbs racing. And now it'll be time to see if he makes the right calls from atop the box. All right. One major change at Joe Gibbs racing and not just a car number. We'll talk about that. When we come back.
We want to help extend the life of your vehicle. Add ZMAX Microlubricant to the fuel and oil where it uses the fluids to reach internal parts. As it soaks into metal, ZMAX disperses harmful carbon buildup to help improve performance, reduce emissions, extend engine life, and increase fuel mileage. Buy ZMAX today at ZMAX.com or your local auto parts store. Help your vehicle run better with ZMAX Microlubricant. Hi, it's PRN's Brad Gilley. Did you know you could take PRN with you anywhere? That's right. By downloading the PRN mobile app, you can listen to our live race broadcast from anywhere. Make sure you don't miss a second of the action from the track. Download today for station listings and on-demand access to your favorite studio shows like Fast Talk, The Pit Reporters, or Garage Pass. Get all the latest racing information at your fingertips with the PRN mobile app. Download today, available in the Apple App Store and on Google Play. There's more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters still to come. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Hi, this is PRN's Brett McMillan. You know, you don't spend your life just sitting around, so what you need is PRN's mobile app. By downloading the mobile app, you can listen to our live race broadcast from anywhere. Make sure you don't miss a second of the action from the track. If you download it today, you get station listings and on-demand access to your favorite studio shows like Fast Talk, Pit Reporters, or Garage Pass. Get all the latest racing information at your fingertips with the PRN mobile app. Download today. Available at the Apple App Store and on Google Play. Get your NASCAR fix with PRN's Garage Pass. This car puts on really good shows at, you know, mile and a half, two-mile tracks, and I expect nothing less. Obviously, it's not the spot we want to be in. We'd love to have a win by now and feel like we should have, but it's just been one of those seasons where when we have cars good enough to win, we haven't done all the other things right. I feel like it's going to be an opportunity to win. I feel like, you know, it's an opportunity to win at home as well, so want to take advantage of both of those things. Hi, I'm Mark Garrow, tracking the latest racing news every weekday. Check us out on YouTube at GoPRN Live. Now, more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. Hey, welcome back. Well, with Kim Kuhn from NBC Sports and Bob Pockers from Fox Sports. Brett McMillan, glad to have you with us. Taking a look at Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, obviously, Kyle Busch is not back, uh, being replaced by Ty Gibbs. And then the 18's gone. The 54 is re- what Ty Gibbs is going to drive, which is interesting in itself in that the 18 was Gibbs number originally Joe Gibbs number originally, and they're not going to use it this year, but, uh, a, those are big shoes to replace B Martin Truex juniors back for another year, possibly his last year. And, uh, he's got some bouncing back to do also both he and Kyle Bush, Kim made it very clear during about the last third of this season, they couldn't wait to get 2020 over 2022 over with. Yes. In fact, I asked Kyle at one point during the second half of the season, you know, when, when do things change after the streak of bad luck? And he said, 2023. And that was when there was still probably 12 races left in the season. So I think one thing we can't do is think that Ty Gibbs is going to fill Kyle Bush's shoes. I don't think that that's fair to Kyle Bush and all that he's accomplished. And I don't think that's fair to Ty Gibbs because he's so young. This is his first year in the Cup Series full-time. Now, I'm really, really excited to see what he's able to do now that he's going to be full-time in the Cup Series. I think he impressed a lot of people with 
what he was able to do just being thrown in the cup car to substitute for Kurt Busch. It was it was very clear very quickly he was a lot smarter on the cup side than he was in his decision-making on the Xfinity Series side in terms of being patient and just giving and taking what the car had each and every weekend. Uh, I still think he has a lot of maturing to do, and it's going to be very interesting and happen very quickly to see how much maturing he has done um, since last year. You know, the last couple races in the Xfinity Series were telling on, you know, how much maturing he still has to do. So I'm excited for him, though. Um, I'm excited for that team. Chris Gale, I probably am the most looking forward to seeing back in the Cup Series. I think he is a sharp crew chief. He has been able to prove himself over and over again in the Xfinity Series, and he deserves to be back on the Cup side. Bob, as you look at that organization, uh, you know, and I think the one – piece that really baffled everybody most of last year was Martin Trix Jr.'s inability to win races. Absolutely. And, you know, and they had some chances, probably more in the first half of the year than in the second half. Uh, but they just, you know, things slipped away and then they seem to be kind of just a tick off here or there, bad strategy or bad pit stop. And man, it was, um, it was tough to watch and probably tough for, tough for Martin and you know that he you know he wants he loves to compete and he loves to race and yeah you know we all these people were saying who didn't win last year were like well they've got to win this year right so (laughs) my my, my question is where are these wins gonna come from but uh I I do think you know that the the thing about Martin is that he's gonna be able to put last year behind him I mean he's a driver who's gonna be able to say okay that was last year Let's go at it this year and and let's see what uh, what we can get done. You know, you got Denny back. I think he's, he'll be just as strong this year as he was last year. Christopher Bell, certainly potential great improvement uh, even more in another year with Adam Stevens. And then, as you mentioned, Ty Gibbs, you know, you talk about him not want them not wanting to uh, use the term like he's replacing Kyle Bush. You know, I think the fact that they changed the number is certainly a sign of that. Bob mentioned Christopher Bell, who, you know, obviously one of the great stories of the playoffs with two walk-off wins mm-hmm. to keep, you know, in the playoffs and make the finals. Do we now look at Christopher Bell in a different light moving forward? I think we should. Now it remains to be seen if that happens because from the gate and the get-go in 2022, he felt like they were going to be one of the best teams and one of the most consistent teams. And time and time again, people didn't believe him. And I think we also forget that Adam Stevens is a two-time Cup Series champion crew chief. And the pairing, I think, of the two of them is very strong. I think after the season they had this year and their ability to show that they can win in high-pressure situations is going to trend very well for them in 2023. And so I think we should expect big things out of them, a multi-win season. Now, does that mean that fans are going to believe that each and every week? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out. All right. Well, we talked about Ty Gibbs, and we don't want to look at him replacing Kyle Busch. So how do we look at the situation at RCR now, Bob? Does Kyle Busch replace Tyler Reddick, or how does he fit into that organization? I say he does replace Tyler Reddick. He's got Reddick's entire team pretty much there. 
and so he's stepping into a car that won three races last year, two more than him. So he certainly is going to have the eyes on him. He's certainly going to be one who, you know, is going, is going, he's going to expect a win very soon. And so will everybody watching him. And, you know, I know some people say, well, you know, a little bit of a grace period, a little bit of a honeymoon stage, maybe for Kyle Busch and RCR, but I don't, I don't see it. I think that this is a team that is is going to expect to win early that's going to need to win early to avoid any pointing of fingers we've debated on this show kim about kyle bush and how much he you know is it about kyle bush going you know is it going to be kyle bush about kyle bush or can kyle bush help them not only as a driver but organizationally help not only himself but austin dillon I think Kyle Busch has gotten to a place in his career where he's matured enough to know that he can be kind of the keystone and help the entire team, not just help himself. And I think some of that has come from the fact that he's been a longtime truck series owner and he, you know, went through the ringer this past year in trying to figure out, you know, where those people would end up after switching manufacturers and in moving teams. And so he very much understands the importance of the collective organization performing well. And so I'm interested to see how that's going to perhaps maybe change how he approaches some things in 2023. But uh, to Bob's point, I think that we could certainly see Kyle Busch winning and winning soon. I don't know that I believed that at the get go, um, but then taking into consideration, you know, after the announcement was made and really thinking about, you know, what RCR did in 2022 and the caliber of driver Kyle Busch is Tyler Reddick won three races. And so if you're putting a driver that is equally as talented, if not more, you know, a champion driver in that same car, we certainly could expect Kyle to win and hopefully win soon. Do you think, is it, is it safe to say, Bob, that this is RCR's best chance at a championship since Dale Earnhardt? Oh, I, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I mean, when you think of uh, some of the seasons and potential that uh, Kevin Harvick, that, that Harvick yeah. had. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I don't, again, as we said, you know, that, that car won three races last year, but I don't know that that car was out front every week. I don't know that you looked at that and said, well, this is, a championship contending team just yet. So I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, well, this is their best chance to win a championship. Um, you know, uh, but you know, then again, when I looked at Ryan Newman in 2014 and not winning a race, nearly coming, <laughs> coming what one spot short, I, you never know. All right. When we come back, the feel good story of 2022, can they keep the momentum going in 2023? We'll find out what these guys think. Stay with us. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800 472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 5145 Start your engine! Justine in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll slide up in front of William by rewind now down the back stretch into the bottom of three. Side by side down the front stretch. One lap to go here in Vegas. Larson with a nose out in front of Bowman down the Nellis straightaway. They stay door to door side by side. Bowman at the bottom. He slides up in front of Larson. Larson with the crossover. He's out of time. Here goes Ross Chastain. He's going to the bottom of the racetrack. Now we've got a half a dozen cars sliding through the infield grass. Noah Gregson is fun, but they are still side-by-side side for the lead. Almond Digger's got the advantage on the inside of the turn three. When the NASCAR Cup Series races at Las Vegas, Atlanta, Circuit of the Americas, Bristol, Dover, Charlotte, Sonoma, Nashville Super Speedway, New Hampshire, and Texas, it's right here on PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Almond Digger gets jumped out of the way by Kevin Harvick. Harvick goes to Follow at PRN Live on Twitter for show news and information. Now more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. And welcome back along with Bob Pockris and Fox Sports, Kim Kuhn from NBC Sports. I'm Brett McMillan. Glad to have you with us. We're looking at each organization going into 2023. And the one I think that was a feel-good story, obviously, of 2022 was Trackhouse Racing, Ross Chastain making the finals and just having an outstanding year. Daniel Suarez getting his first win as a cup series driver. The question is, Bob, now that they have done this, people will expect them to keep doing it. So can they? I think they can. Uh, I don't see any reason why not, uh, you know, t- especially talking to Daniel Suarez, they feel like they kind of left some, some better finishes on the table, you know, especially compared to to raw so i think daniel definitely looks at that he can be a multi-race winner that he can potentially challenge to be there in the final four as far as ross is concerned i i think i don't know whether his results will look any better next year i think the bigger question is you know how does he race does he make the same mistakes he made in 2022 and does he do anything where maybe when he, if he gets to the final, he'll maybe have a few more friends to race with? Well, no, he won't be able to make that Martinsville <laughs> move again without people trying to block him or something, Kim. Yeah, something like that. I am curious to see how he races in terms of the smarts he uses because we saw him race very aggressively and make some decisions that were head scratchers. And I think he matured over the course of the year and he even. He even acknowledged how and why he matured and evolved as a driver, but he was able to do that after he had scored wins. So I think if he's able to win soon into the season, you know, maybe we aren't seeing 
the aggressive, you know, maybe not smart decisions that we saw from him in 2022. But if he's desperate for wins, like if it, if we get to the halfway point of the season, he doesn't have a win. I could see him falling back to that very aggressive, maybe not the smartest moves, but I'm going to get the checkered flag type of decisions. You know, it's an organization when they were winning early in the season, Bob, people kept going, well, you know, it's the new car and, and, and they're going to fall back and people are going to catch up with them. But they were there all year long. They were you know, arguably the most consistent organization for the most of the season. Absolutely. And they, and not only was Ross consistent, but Daniel was more consistent than he's ever been (laughs) in a lot of ways. Now they certainly had their, their off days, but like, I felt like both teams were, were definitely, uh, you, you didn't see the lulls or the. You had a little trouble with Bob's audio there. I don't know what happened. Uh, we'll see if we can get the, the audio back. But as you look at them, I, I think, Kim, as we look at those, let's look also at 2311 as they also had a pretty good year. Both their cars made it to victory lane. Bubba Wallace, because Bubba Wallace was in the 45 when he won. So technically both the same their drivers. Their yeah, drivers, both their drivers made, made it, it to victory lane. And now you've got Kurt Busch, unfortunately, has had to step away from full-time racing. So he's out. But now you got Tyler Reddick in, who, as we talked about with RCR, three wins last year. So this is an organization that seems to have really risen and have more and more potential. Absolutely. And I think the best thing that could have possibly happened for 2311 was for RCR to kind of let Tyler go and not have that kind of lame duck year sitting around in the eight car. I think that's going to be great for the organization in terms of the talent that Tyler brings. Uh, It is sad. We're not going to see Kurt Busch in a full-time position because I thought what he brought to that team was phenomenal. Even when he was out of the car with concussion, like symptoms, he still, he was at the race shop. He was providing feedback. You know, I would check in with Billy Scott on the weekends, the crew chief for that car. And he would say, Kurt is still so hands-on. So I hope in some regards he's still, you know, providing some sort of guidance to the team because he is, you know, a phenomenal talent and can offer so much even behind the scenes. Uh, Excited to see what Tyler does. I don't know that he gets a three-race win season like he had at RCR. I don't know. I just – I – I think he will contend for wins and I think he will win, but uh, I think a three race season for anyone is going to be hard to repeat with the next gen car, even though it's the second season. And then Bubba Wallace, I think certainly will make it to victory lane again. I'm curious to see if he's learned lessons uh, because time and time again, it seems like his emotions get the best of him on the racetrack and he makes some decisions that are questionable. So I think this is going to be a year where we watch Bubba and see, all right, did he learn from last year, because last year were some big lessons for him. Yep, and I think, Bob, as you look at both those drivers at 2311, to me, the word confidence would have to come into play with both of them getting wins last year and with Tyler getting three wins. You know, Because early in the season, Tyler had opportunities to win, and they got away from him late. Then he got the once he got the win, it's like the floodgates open. So I got to believe confidence is going to come into play for both those guys and helping them move forward. Yes, and the lack of confidence would potentially have them move backward. And I think they're both drivers that uh, they don't have Denny's confidence level. Let's just put it that yeah. way. <laughs> um, they they are drivers who uh, who whose confidence tends to come and go and can come and go quickly. And so I think their challenge will be 
is that if they have a couple bad weeks in a row to not let that just snowball into, you know, several bad weeks in a row. I, I think Bubba has the potential to be one of the most improved drivers uh, that, that in, in the series, I think that he can win early. He has that confidence. And if he does, he'll be in the playoffs and, you know, and I, I really think that he, the, the opportunity he had this year to kind of drive for an owner that was in the playoffs, drive a car that was kind of in the playoffs and feel some of that playoff pressure could really help him come 2023 if he's in it as a driver. Real quickly, Kim, I want to take a look at JTG Doherty. Once again, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. There, single car team, but they're you know they're affiliated here, you know, with some RCR kind of, and I guess it's RCR these days. Yeah, it's RCR, right, Bob? JTG Doherty. Uh, they they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I tell you the truth off the top of my head, I don't totally remember. They they're they almost on an island of themselves. Yeah. Uh, and and with the new crew, that's chief, their challenge. Yeah. He'll have, yeah. you know, Brian Patty no longer, you know, on that car with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Mike Kelly stepping into the seat. Mike Kelly and Ricky have a longstanding relationship. So I think that could be great for the two of them. Do they win a race? Uh, it's hard to say. Maybe at a super speedway. <laughs> I mean, that's the, and, and we always see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is he's always a guy at the super speedways that is a contender. And the question is, can they, in fact, you know, you know, pull out a win here or there? And, uh, you know, he has opportunities during the course of a year, but I don't know that they are a team to contend for a championship. No, I mean, well, their first step is to contend for wins and then <laughs> then they would worry about contending for a championship. And I think for them, it's not about contending for wins on super speedways. They know they can do that. It's all the other tracks and, and where they stand. All right. When we come back, Stuart Haas, what an interesting year they had last year and a new face in one of their rides. Stay with us. Grime, friction, wear, destructive words when it comes to an engine. Adding Z-Max Microlubricant to your oil and fuel allows it to soak into metal to disperse harmful carbon deposits. You wouldn't wax a car with dirt on it. Don't run your engine without Z-Max. Help improve performance, reduce emissions, extend engine life, and improve fuel mileage with Z-Max Microlubricant. Get Z-Max today at Z-Max.com or your local auto parts store. The Dirt Race is back at Bristol in 2023, and once again, it's a night race. See the only cup dirt race on the circuit and get a taste of NASCAR's roots. Trouble off of turn four, it is Alex Bowman that spins around. It's the Food City Dirt Race, 7 p.m. on Sunday, April 9th. Save big by grabbing a weekend package today at BristolMotorSpeedway.com. Chase Briscoe is closing once again noticeably. Remember, this isn't just any old dirt race. It's a dirt race at Bristol, baby. Brett McMillan returns with his guests in just a moment. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Speedway Christmas is back and brighter than ever. The Southeast's largest drive through light show stretches 3.7 miles. You can even drive on the Charlotte Motor Speedway track. Returning this year, it's the Christmas Village. Don't miss the drive-in movies on Speedway TV. They're a family tradition. Speedway Christmas, open nightly starting November 18th. Visit charlottemotorspeedway.com. 
know we can do this. We have done it. We will do it. Today, it's next up, country. Start your engines! We got a spin up here in turn two. Going around, Eric Jones spins. He's now pointed the wrong direction. Intense battle for the lead. It's showtime in Sonoma. Great three-way battle. Daniel Suarez is a NASCAR Cup winner. See you in the summer at Sonoma. Download our free mobile app to listen to the show and more great PRN content on the go. Now back to the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters. And welcome back. All Kim Kuhn from NBC Sports. Bob Pockers from Fox Sports, Brett McMillan, glad to have you with us. Stuart Haas Racing, uh, I think by and large, Kim, you'd have to say it was a disappointing year for Stuart Haas, even though Kevin Harvick did pick up a couple of wins. There is a new face in their organization, Ryan Priest, who'd been kind of a test driver and kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. He's taking Cole Custer's place in the 41 car coming up this year, so... Can that organization get things back on a positive track? I hope so. (laughs) Um, We can kind of tell, I feel like that, you know, the sun is setting on Kevin Harvick's career, not because he isn't a standout on the racetrack. I just think like he's kind of moving closer and closer to that second phase of his career in racing. And that's as a racing dad and likely a TV personality. Um, I think we certainly can see wins out of him in 2023. You know, they, they had a weird season in 2022. And then what do you know? They break the winless streak. He gets back-to-back wins. So you can never count Kevin Harvick out, especially alongside Rodney Childers. Um, Eric Amarola, that to me was a little bit of a head scratcher. You know, we talked about his retirement and, you know, sayonara kind of, you know, he was very much in the retirement mode, announced it, and then all of a sudden he's back. And so I don't know what that does mentally for someone when they've semi-prepared themselves that they're no longer going to be racing and and content with that. You know, he said he was going to focus on his family and then all of a sudden he's back full-time racing. And so if he can get his head in the right spot, um, certainly we could see maybe, you know, some good performances out of him. I don't know that victory lane is a place that, you know, week after week we'll be talking about Eric Amarola. Um, I'm excited about Ryan Priest just because he is a hard-nosed racer. He's proven himself across all three series in the fact that he is a smart racer. He's talented. He doesn't take for granted the opportunity he has, and I think that's going to be kind of his ace in the pocket is that he wants this probably more than anybody over there at that organization. You think, Bob, this is Priest's last real shot at a, at a Cup Series ride? Probably at a last real shot at a at a winning ride uh, if he doesn't perform. Uh, if he did perform, so have many more shots. But yes, I think this is the time for him to prove himself. And the one thing I'll say about Stuart Haas Racing is do not overlook Chase Briscoe. Uh, he ran really well there late in the year. Um, he, to me, I mean, everybody says, you know, Ross Chastain would be the most improved driver probably last year. But to me, Chase Briscoe was because he went from something like 23 and 23rd in points to, you know, to, you know, being relatively close to making it uh, to, to being a threat for the championship. And 
they really came on there that last 10 weeks. And I'm really would not be surprised to see him kind of have to see to, to see Chase Briscoe really be a threat week in and week out in 2023. Kim, gut feeling, what's Kevin Harvick going to announce before Daytona? Oh, will it be before Daytona? I, I do think that he, this is the last of the contracts behind the wheel for Kevin Harvick. I think the next move is uh, he's going to the TV side, but I don't, I don't know. We shall see. Bob, what do you think? Bob's going to say no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I look I, from everything I, I've from everything I've talked to people is that Kevin has been honest with us that he truly doesn't uh, that this is the time of year where he really sits down and thinks about it and talks with his family about you know the long term plan. Uh, my guess would be is that this twenty twenty three will be his last year as a driver, but I don't know that he had made that i don't know that whether he's made that decision yet uh but if you're gonna ask me to predict that's what i would predict all right uh petty gms has got a big change and, and i think a real kind of a boost and, and i think the merger with gms racing really helped the petty organization last year eric jones gets a win last year at darlington and I'm hearing a lot of folks who are super excited about what Noah Gregson's going to bring to the table. Yeah, and then the fact that Jimmy Johnson is throwing yep. the mix there and having his confidence. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Yeah, that guy, just a seven-time, which <laughs> I was hoping for some sort of play on the fact that Richard Petty is a seven-time champion, yep. Jimmy Johnson is, they're both kind of co-owners, uh, something with seven in it, but I didn't get my wish. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> excited to see what Noah Gregson's able to do. He was a standout in the Xfinity Series. Eight wins. He tied Sam R for four consecutive wins, and that hadn't been done since 1983, which is incredible to think of all the talent that's gone through the Xfinity Series, and that has not happened until Noah Gregson. I think we saw the evolution of his maturity on the racetrack. You think back to what he did at Road America and the bad decision he made uh, to wreck Sage Karam, and then some of the smarter decisions he made throughout the rest of the course of the season that showed that maybe he has evolved as a driver and a Cup Series driver. Um, I do think it's going to be a challenge. You know, he he was in the Cup seat part time doing some stuff last year in 2022, but those races are longer, and we saw the you know physical effect that the Xfinity series length races took on Noah Gregson. So uh, definitely probably has to work on endurance. And then Eric Jones, you know, on the other side of that, very excited to see what he's able to do. Dave Ellen's coming on last year, I think was a great decision. And I think they're a great pair. He is so smart atop the pit box. Eric Jones has proven himself that he is still capable of winning in the cup series. And so I'm very excited for Petty and GMS and what 2023 holds for that team. You feel the same way, Bob? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say very excited. I mean, I'd be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Maybe Johnson then, though, you have to be excited about Jimmy. I, it is Jimmy Johnson coming back. It'll be a, an incredible storyline. It'll be interesting to see what he brings, not just on the track, but what he brings off the track and whether his influence can help that team, uh, perform consistently. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to think that Eric Jones and Dave Allen's will digress. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough for Noah Gregson in his first full cup year. Yes. He has Luke Lambert as his crew chief. Who's he's obviously had this year at junior motorsports, obviously has cup experience, but I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to sit here and say, oh man, they're going to, they're going to win a race or even qualify for the playoffs. I think for Noah, his, his goal should be top twenties and see, see where that takes him. All right, real quickly, I'm going to combine two organizations. Colleague brings, uh, showed a lot of promise towards the end of the year, brings AJ Almanierger back full-time this mm-hmm. year and front row showed a lot of improvement, but they've lost their key crew chief. Yes. So we'll see what front row does no longer having Blake Harris because I loved that pairing of Blake and Michael McDowell. But even before Blake came on board, you know, Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500 with Drew Blickensturfer. So we can't count them out. And then AJ should be fun to see back in cup. Um, Get your your radio tuned in and tuned up because he is always entertaining on the radio and he can have the best day ever. But if you listen to the radio, it's the worst day ever. And so He's just a big personality, so it's nice to have him back on the Cup Series side. Bob, how do you look at those two organizations? I mean, with AJ in Cup full time, the way he is on a road course, you got to feel like they got a shot at being in the playoffs. Yeah, and also don't forget Super Speedways. I I could see both Almondinger and Haley winning races because I can see Justin Haley getting a push from AJ <laughs> <laughs> and on a on a Super Speed like we've seen it before, right in the Xfinity Series. So. I would not, uh, and and Justin Haley had a, a a really decent year for for you know for his first full time Cup season. I want to say they were twenty third in points. That's very respectable for a young organization. Uh, I can definitely see him, you know, potentially winning a Super Speedway race. Could obviously see AJ winning a race. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely see them as playoff uh, playoff possibilities. Over at front row, you know, McDowell, I can see winning a race. Uh, Todd Gillen's going to, you know, he had some strong runs there late. Uh, Obviously, they need to improve on their consistency. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up this edition of the Raleigh Auto Parts Pit Reporters. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-583-5345. 800-583-5345. That's 800-583-5345. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Performance Racing Network. There's more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters still to come. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. I'm Paul Shad in Charlotte with Kathy Martindale in Nashville here on Z-Max Racing Country. Going to Nashville, Kathy and Thomas Ray. Dirk Bentley said that your album blew his mind. That's probably one of the highest compliments you could get. Yeah, if Dirk likes it, then you know that hopefully some people are going to like it. We're so proud of bringing you the best singers in country music and the biggest stars in NASCAR. Z-Max Racing Country. Music from the fast. 
Granite State of New Hampshire down through North Carolina and all the way to California. The Speedway Motorsports Incorporated footprint is truly national. That's your engine! <laughs> this is Bristol. Hey, drivers, light these bad boys up! From zero to wow. We've got a car in trouble, and that guys will bring out a caution. Fans are on their feet. SMI action is never-ending. Get your short track racing fix with PRNs at the track. Visit GoPRN.com. Now, more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters. And welcome back. In lieu of a white flag lap, Bob, I'm going to ask both you and Kim a question here and, and get your thoughts on this. You know, in 2022, we had 19 different winners, and a lot of people said it because of the next-gen car. Can we duplicate that in 2023? Are you giving me the over and under? What do you think? I'm going under. Uh, I would go with 16. Mm. Uh, just because I think that some teams will figure it out. And with the offseason, there might be just a little bit less, a uh, little bit, few, few, fewer winners. But that's just me. What are you thinking, Kim? Oh, this is so hard. I want to say we'll see 19 or more only because we saw 19 in 2022. And with that, there were still, what, like six guys that had won in 2021 that didn't win in 2022. And even when we got to the playoffs, you know, the last 10 races of the season, it was like, all right, this can't keep happening. And then we had a handful of new winners. So my heart says pick 19 or more, but my head says that seems impossible to have back-to-back seasons of that many different winners. So I'm going to go under two, but I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say 16 different winners. I got them by one. I just play the prices right. The price is right where it's <laughs> one more than Bob. I mean, that's the interesting thing, Bob, because you start thinking about, all right, you know, Martin Truex Jr. didn't win. Blaney didn't win. You know, you start going down the list. Yeah. Kozlowski didn't win. But then for all those guys, then you got to take somebody out who did win. And we've talked about Eric Jones is on the upswing. Bubba, we feel like, is on the upswing. So now you got to start pulling these guys, somebody off the list. And that's and the only one we know is coming off the list, definitely, is Kurt Busch. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to make it tough. And, I, you know, and then I think the question is, 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 um, is Chase Elliott going to have five wins, right? Or is he going to have fewer wins? Uh, you know, is Tyler Reddick, going to get three more wins of course i think that kyle bush will get more but uh yeah it's it's the thing is like i'd say that there's 16 winners but out of a potential 25 winners right like there's 25 drivers you probably could say could win but uh you know over a 36 race season just how many of them will oh it remains to be seen. We're going to have to wait, and it's going to be fun to find out. I will say I don't think we'll see a multi-time winner like Chase Elliott winning five. I think if you win multi-races, it's like three, and that's a, a cap. And that takes it back more to what we've seen. That's kind of an unusual thing because we've seen guys get five, six mm-hmm. wins, but taking it down to this was what was kind of unusual about 2022 yeah. is you only had guys winning 
one or one two or races, two. Yeah. and that was that was a, it was certainly an interesting year. There's no doubt about that. And if 2023 is anything like it, then it will be even more interesting with year two of the next gen car with some adjustments. Yes. So. Hey, Kim and Bob, thank you guys very much for being with us to kick off the new year in the Riley Auto Parts Pit Reporters. We're going to be in Daytona before you know it, and we will be right back right here next week on the Riley Auto Parts Pit Reporters. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you then. The O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters was presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people, and by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is celebrating 10 years of providing vehicles to veterans through their Keys to Progress program. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network.